0: Okay. I hit record whenever you guys are ready
1: alright later
0: <laughs> so long <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay
0: alright
1: sounds good
2: yes
0: yeah alright well to cut down the torture in the future I think I'll cut this off now
1: This
2: whole
0: thing is part of it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're all chauvinists and voyeurs in our own way.
2: I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, uh. I I live a pretty on life, so. I get it.
0: Damn, I have a lot of lines at the end. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, well, I guess that's it. That's about 40 minutes.
2: That's
0: fucking wild <laughs> we all have to stick it out we all have to stick out <laughs> <laughs> like i remember a girl on okcupid okay when i was in indiana she had a video that she recorded of her going to bed and going to sleep and that was her profile she just had a link to a live feed she had done like back when you could do that with google hangouts through youtube and it was just like six hours and i just skipped through it and it was just like, yeah, there she is, sleeping.
2: Yeah.
1: And it was like, it, it, it made, like, huge waves, and now, like, that's <laughs> all content is now. Like, it's just it's just real life, sometimes with a filter on it, sometimes not, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, but, like, banality used to be such, like, a radical statement in, like, an art, you know, to just, like, do, like, normal shit, like, um, yeah, I forgot... Who that artist was? Like she was a mixed media artist. Um, like her her museum installation piece was just like a like her messy bed, like a replication of her messy bed. Yeah.
2: This is before anyone even ever thought about it. Maybe it was a radical statement. Like I'm going to do this thing, knowing the consequences that might happen.
0: Yeah. Fuck. Why would I was saying, why would she do that? I guess. But I mean, like.
2: So. Damn. And it was on camera. Oh really? Oh yeah, that girl. And they like, yeah, I and she ended. I think she ended up having sex with her friend's boyfriend or something.
0: That one in the '90s, or I remember my dad reading an article to me in the '90s about a woman that was just gonna leave her webcam on all the time, and you could just check in and see what she's up to. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, we were expecting this forever, I guess. I mean, between Andy Warhol, The Truman Show, Ed TV, uh <clears throat> That's
2: annoying. Yeah, what a weird way to live.
0: It wasn't just like this is the exercise room where you get a break from this. Like, no, you're always content.
2: Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> and they were all filming in all rooms all the time, right?
2: Yeah, so like there was this video of like all these extremely attractive fit people showing how they do every day. They're like, this is the filming room and this is the workout room. And it was just, it was like all, it was like just in like some LA house. And like all these people, they must have been like 25 or under. They were all extremely attractive and they were all TikTok influencer types and they all lived in the same house.
0: The eternal now. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Do you remember that video of all the people that lived in the TikTok house? It was like, I think it was like in November, maybe October, November. I don't even remember what it was. Like last year of...
0: How, I don't know. I also think I never really thought about it actually. How About how production values simultaneously keep getting worse and better at the same time.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> maybe... Andy Warhol would be excited. I don't know. But yeah, it's uh, it's interesting.
2: Yeah. And Andy Warhol. <laughs> I bet Ray Bradbury is glad he's dead for all this. For your... Yeah.
1: It's just drone for you. It's just background.
2: It's just there.
1: Like, 10-hour thing. Like, that's the whole purpose. They don't expect you to watch the whole video. It's not an artistic statement, and there's just...
2: Oh, sorry, Daniel texted me. Um, <laughs> uh, non Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's
0: what it there. is every time.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I agree. There are like 10-hour videos on YouTube. Uh, there are like whole swaths of YouTube that, like, don't expect you. They expect you to fall asleep to this, like, to this 10-hour.
0: And the person next to you is watching other videos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's been a thing for however long now. Like, we watch, like, I mean, so many shows are based around the fact that you're not going to be watching them. You're going to be reading, looking at your phone, and watching videos on your phone while you're watching TV, probably.
2: Yes.
1: You know?
0: Oh, that's true, yeah.
1: At that point, that was, that was strange. That was on normal behavior. I think we're all, we've all kind of, we're becoming Rocky Eric's.
2: Wow.
1: Yeah, and he was. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, he was schizophrenic, right?
2: Oh my fucking God.
0: <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs>
1: we're all like. Did you ever hear the story of, like, Rocky Erickson? Like, the only way he could get to sli- uh, sleep was by having, like, nine TVs on at the same time on different channels?
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I guess that what this comes down to is we're sort of reached a cultural singularity where just everything is always happening and everything is fleeting.
2: That's probably a net positive, but we'll see.
1: <laughs> 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 That's not that simple. I, feel very, I don't feel very hopeful about that.
2: <laughs> uh yeah, neither do I.
1: I think that's like, uh, well, I don't think there's going to be an Amer. Well, I don't want there to be in America. That's no, neither.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, we're sitting here talking about what things are like in the future, but in all my leftist spaces, the like the real cynical ones are like, there's not going to be in America. There's not going to be a future like.
1: Well, I feel I feel like that's symptomatic of like a society becoming more and more depressed. It's like from my from my perspective, I feel like this like incessant need to have noise, you know, or like just just total stimulation, like, you know, like sensory stimulation comes from the fact that like, you know, being alive right now is kind of unbearable for a lot of people.
2: Ugh. Well,
0: and I think we're going to keep seeing more of that eventually. We're just going to we're going to fucking said it. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to be so much more focused on curated on curation again. Hmm. I mean it's already sort of exists, you know. You go on YouTube, my roommate's kid, he showed uh he just put on a video of memes the other day. Like it was just this guy seemingly just has like a I guess he just excuse me, sets up. Like he coded something to pick off stuff off of Reddit or Im Im Imger or whatever, and then he has a robot voice for it, which is why, which is what makes me think it's all automated. That is just this program puts all these memes, reads, pulls all these memes, reads what it says, and then reads it out loud from the synthetic voice, and then it just plays all them for 10 minutes or whatever
1: when you talk about like a full length like a feature film of a tiktok yeah that sounds crazy exhausting
0: (sighs) yeah yeah i think yeah like the next thing that comes is basically just a great consolidation like, you can't unring a bell, like, all these forms of communication, all these forms of all these disparate micro-content things. Like, I mean, I always think it's interesting, like, how TikTok and stuff, like, and Vine, like, you have, like, these moments that before would be in a movie. Like, a lot of memes are basically just, like, a TikTok or a Vine taken from a movie or TV show, and I think we're going to keep seeing everything break apart more like that and then eventually just it's going to be much more much it's gonna be so much that we're going to see like a great consolidation again of media of all these things still existing but there's going to be more focus on long form and large format again at some point
1: you don't even ever have to be naked
0: <laughs> anybody you can think of
2: yeah
1: yeah
0: You can see anybody naked now, like, pretty much.
1: There's nothing, like, like, there's nothing, like, sanctified or anything anymore.
0: Yeah, I mean...
1: It's the disruption and the rejection of all things sacred, and, (laughs) and, like... And just turn into commodities, just, like, you know, you can't, like, you know, um, I mean, you can buy pretty much anything now. Like, there's no, like, you can buy, like, you can buy, like, a... By like Joe crucifixes and shit. Yeah. I I, I think it's fascinating. I, I I don't know where else it can go, which I also I mean I tie it into like a you know political like, you know, just like the political state and how like this this type, you know, like this kind of postmodern kind of culture is like late capitalist culture, you know, it's like
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: I kind of like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's fascinating. It's
1: like, you know, it's, it's, it's like the logical conclusion to like the whole pop art thing, you know, or like postmodern. Like the idea of postmodern art is like is abolishing the distinction between like highbrow and lowbrow. Where, like everything just becomes like kind of like homogenized as this weird sort of mishmash culture
0: could just be a face you made in public that somebody happened to capture it on camera. Like, um, yeah, I mean, I think what we are seeing already is the future of history, basically. Yeah. But it's not even just that, because, like, a meme can just be a post somebody made. It can just be something.
2: Yeah, my kids may occasionally make references to, like, memes or things that I know they've never experienced before. But because it's in a meme format, and they, like, they're... Because I don't let them have too much media access, but they can watch, like, gamer, like, PG, gamer, YouTube things, and they'll see the gamer guy reference those things, and so they'll start referencing it. Like, what did they reference the other day? Something from Homestar Runner? And I'm like, you have never watched Homestar Runner.
0: But I think, yeah, there will be themes, ultimately, that are sought, that are dissected, and then whatever is available of individual people. I mean, we already do it with blogs, like, people searching through old blogs for things. I mean... We make memes out of stuff like the bodybuilding forum posts and stuff like. Yeah. I mean, I think there will be like metadata. They can uh, sort what they're looking for because I, I mean, yeah, like it is going, I think a lot of history is like based on individual narratives. Like I was just hearing about this guy who owned slaves, just some random guy, but they found his journal and it's illuminating just to get, this one guy's perspective that he wasn't thinking anybody was going to see. I think, um, yeah, I think, I don't know. It's weird to think about what the ever-expanding future with more and more people and more and more stuff being archived, what will be deemed important.
2: Do you think that historians will sift through, like, Twitter and emails and shit in the future? There's so much content. What will they do?
0: Yeah, just everything is, like,
3: Yeah.
0: Well, that, but also (laughs) just, like, talking on the phone, talking over text, talking over email. uh...
2: Yeah. (laughs) You think the feds are listening? Do you think that...
0: I mean, everything's preserved now, almost. I can't... I almost never talk to people in a way that isn't preserved anymore.
1: I have no idea. I don't know what I can say, but, like, I'm comfortable being preserved and having to like recite again over the course of a year.
0: Yeah, well, we've been talking for half an hour. Do you guys have anything else you'd want to add? Or,
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I guess that's all political correctness is really. It's just like trying not to piss off the right people, but then the wrong people always get pissed off and then and they want you to change, but it's like we're not, we don't care about you.
2: Like, obviously the stuff that I write is offensive to some people, but I don't care about those people, so it doesn't matter.
0: Right. What I just said. That's a
2: really (laughs) condescending term, and you need to stop using it. (laughs) (laughs) And, and like, I hadn't heard that before, but I thought, you know, like, whatever I was trying to communicate, the person totally dismissed because I used that one word. And, you know, you have to think about stuff like that. But I don't think about you know people get some people are really touchy about political correctness but for me I find it more interesting like I'm not trying to to make people write off something that I think and say because I use a word that's offensive like it defeats the purpose of writing in the first place so like I like to be somewhat non-offensive or at least non-offensive to the right people the right audience oh I mean, like, yeah, I run into that shit all the time And, you know, I try to take it I try not to take it personally Like, for instance, you know, it's, like, little things I copy-pasted some, like, term in one of my blogs. I used the word lat- Latin I not even know if I'm saying it And somebody was like
0: Do you read about how we'll connect with them? Like, if there's a wrong way for them to connect with it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Absolutely. I would say maybe it's like I mean to a point, you know, there's some selfishness things like I write about things especially in my in the in my personal blog and my personal life I write about the things that are important to me but like I guess I've just been a commercial writer for long enough that I know that one like people have to read it but even if it's not about like I don't care who reads that you still want it to connect to somebody so I definitely I definitely constantly consider my audience and what people will think and what they will feel when they read something that I write and so I try I adapt it a little bit to them and it I think it changes how I communicate as well thinking of the audience definitely has changed in my writing style
1: So, would you say the audience has a fundamental role in how, I guess, the finished products of your work?
2: Bullshit, mostly. (laughs) The truth is is revealed. Yeah.
0: Um, Like, I
2: just made myself... Again. (laughs) God. I just made myself sound really cool. I mostly write (laughs) quizzes and slideshows, but um, I also have, I have a blog, um, The Dirtbag Christian, and then I'll be writing some fiction for Only Magazine soon, and, like, I used to write a lot more, like, newsy media pieces, but they don't do as much freelance work anymore. Like, I have a full-time job, so I, like, yeah, I have a pretty full plate anyway, but yeah. I can write lots of different things, and so I, but I write so many different types of things, I'm always thinking, like, I'm writing for this kind of audience, I'm writing this kind of subject I want to, this kind of person, so I'm always switching gears, like, you know, the baby boomer who I write quizzes and slideshows for don't want to hear about, like, religion and politics at all versus, like, my blog, you know that's all it is, and then fiction, you know, you want to do it but not so heavy-handed, and I don't know who's going to read that, but you just always adapting yourself, really. Or maybe that's just me. I'm adapting myself to write or communicate with a different type of person. So I try to be very, like, in tune with how I connect with with them or the type of person I think would want to read or hear whatever it is I have to say.
1: Can I ask, what kind of stuff do you write? Like, what genre?
2: Um, what was this in, in The Waking Life? No matter how much of, a, like... On a wavelength or how linguistically Culturally similar you are to someone You still really cannot help How they will take what you say You never know if they You take it the way that you intended And it's like words are just symbols For an intent you're trying to express It's really hard sometimes to express An idea um, An emotion Or emotion with somebody No matter how similar it is and No matter how well you communicate it
1: I like that genre
0: <laughs> Wait, is it my line?
1: No, you're still yeah. Going, Jennifer. Yeah, it's your line.
0: Mine? I thought you just asked for yeah. what genre.
1: I er, no, I did that. Sorry, I went off script. I guess. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> but
2: it's, i can see it sounded like it could have been part of the script.
0: Yeah. Um oh I see. Sorry. Um right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well yeah, I, oh wait. Well yeah, I always think about, you know, how it's like how people communicate or express differently, but I as a writer I'm always worried about how people are interpreting the things that I say.
3: <clears> hm <throat>
0: yeah, I don't know. I uh don't know how to segue out of that.
1: Like over like over like you know millennia but I don't know I'm sure they had like different varying relationships to even like the instruments that they played if they owned them or if they were multifaceted I don't know right Uh, I mean I don't really know the, the like the history of it or like the inner workings of like like Those dynamics were reached, not even entirely sure. Like, I mean, we're talking about like several different cultures,
0: yeah. So, what about like instruments? So, were they did they have to like find their voice in a specific instrument or anything, the way we tend to think about it, like somebody's specific guitar tone and everything?
1: You know, you have that now, uh, (laughs) because that's how you know. We are more individually minded than we are collectively minded.
0: Yeah. Hmm.
3: <laughs> their
1: their their society wasn't atomized to the point where you had individuals like making like you know the glow part two in their bedroom or something. Right. Yeah. Like Indonesian gamelan or um, you know a lot of like I don't know I don't know but um like I don't think they had like individual pop artists you know
0: like more improvised and yeah, it's mostly, are you talking about the mostly like rhythm based sort of stuff? And yeah. so
1: it's, <laughs> it's inescapable in effect, like from the economic system that the environment employs. So it's like a weird thing to just like think about, like, cause like, I think about like you know music and you know like pre-colonial societies, like you know pre-colonial like like um, periods, like a lot of indigenous music. A lot of it is very communal, so uh, a lot of it is very religious, spiritual, and it's, it's meant for the collective. Right. Yeah, like one, one of one not based on, not entirely based on like commodity production or that as a profit incentive, you know. I mean, just like just basic day to day things. And I think about it too. Like, you know, what, it, uh, what is like so much of like the music that I listen to, like, you know, they have like, it's inescapable from like the environment that it comes from. God. <laughs>
0: With non transactional society?
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> because his, his notion that he came out in capitalist realism was that like a society, a post capitalist society, is incredibly difficult for, for people to imagine right now. It's so entrenched in the way that we think and everything that's around us, it's very difficult for us to really imagine how a society that is like like a post revolutionary society would exist. Hmm. But before before he killed himself, <laughs> I think the last work that he was working on was like, you know, potentially utilizing like psychedelics or you know, having that as a potential avenue to sort of expand and your imagination. Okay. Hero capital's <laughs> realism.
0: So. Um I'm not sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I I got an acid because <laughs>
3: <so puddled.
1: laughs> uh, the idea of, the idea, yeah, the collective consciousness and like trying to uncover things that are only accessible to you like under certain like that hippy dippy blah, like spooky kind of escape my radar. I don't I don't really know. There's, there are a lot of people who, who think that oftentimes I don't enjoy in getting high with those people. But, uh, but, yeah, there might be some truth to it because I think uh, one of, I don't know, if you're familiar with Mark Fisher, uh, the Marxist theorist.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Big so. capitalist vibes for me in reverse. Yeah, right.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, did you say so?
1: I did say so. Okay.
3: I'll say
0: so again. <laughs> that actually reminds me. I've never done acid or shrooms or any hallucinogenics, but I've read about them a lot because that culture has a lot of facets <laughs> that interest me. And, uh, like, isn't that sort of what, um, like him Kesey and Charles Manson and stuff were him to do with acid a lot of times? <laughs> you know what you were doing, Brandon? Right <laughs> um... <Uh-oh. laughs> <laughs> Uh, was just like to have a collective consciousness, everybody sort of experiences the same brain.
3: Which I don't
1: even want to get out of it. <laughs> before I couldn't move it there. I, uh, I, my last big like uh, was to go to the Lacma and take a bunch of ass and go to the Lacma. And, like, and the whole time I saw these like these paintings as like I'm like little like little windows into someone else's per- like, like consciousness or perspective. Like, you know, when they you know, like when they cho what they chose to emphasize in how they saw things, you know, like everything is kind of similar and that their landscapes and stuff, but like some people accentuate like the shadows mean more to them or the highlights mean more to them. Oh right. I think that's what it is. Like I think the that's what I that's what I consider to be like the most like potent thing about art is like is is it's communicated aspects like you know like how you get to you get to kind of see how somebody else distills their own environment and their surroundings i was at um actually when i was still before i ever actually moved to indiana
0: yeah i mean but also isn't like isn't art in general and like writing and stuff isn't that communication a way of giving people a glimpse into your consciousness even though
2: but that's not true. I know it's <laughs> not.
0: Maybe, but like,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you're <a> fucking idiot. <laughs> Jennifer has the best lies in like reverse.
3: <laughs> Rob,
2: I, I can't. I still every time I read this script, I'm still stunned from what I know about you and that you've never done shrooms, and I have done shrooms, and I'm like a mom. Yeah, I, I know you like Leave the house or do anything.
0: I'm not a cool milf <laughs> like you. Um... <laughs> <laughs> cool poly mom I'm just the boring cat dad that uh smokes weed from a vaporizer and watches foreign what films
2: what if we met in DC I feel like that's halfway for us and I know that it's you, I know that it's decriminalized there you can get shrooms easily in DC
0: you want to do shrooms in DC <laughs> no I want
2: us to ne- oh god fuck no I
0: want us to go Sounds home separately
2: and do shrooms and record this podcast oh <laughs>
0: maybe I'd have to have my girlfriend nearby to like keep me from freaking out cause like the reason I never DC did unt- what
1: sorry you go ahead oh,
0: you, you can
2: take like one or two squares you don't have to do the whole fucking shebang just like chill
1: Okay,
0: maybe well,
2: square, if you wanted, of chocolate I can do
1: bar I can, do, I can do Sid at, at DC that's fine cause I can dissociate pretty good <laughs> And like, <laughs> hyper, like, contextualize everything on acid, but on shrooms, that won't work. Like, I can't. Understand. I'll have, like, I'll start seeing, like, moving colonial statues and shit. Like, <laughs> that's not gonna. It's
2: and you'll be on the news, like, why is this man lying down in front of the Washington Monument? <laughs> why is it that's between his crotch? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. You yeah, know the reason I ended up, I haven't done them, though, is just because, like, all my friends did them when I was, when we were teenagers, but they had sort of abandoned me at that point, because, like, uh, I don't know how to explain that I was just, like, annoying, um, <laughs> Like I don't know, I got I kept getting grounded and shit and so I was like terrified of my mom. My parents were in the middle of like a terrible divorce and then like that's when my anxiety really started. So like they did them right sure. at the point that I could have still done them and not been terrified of it. But ever since then my brain has just been too hyperactive to make me feel comfortable yeah. with it.
3: I didn't
1: do shrooms until be I was honest, like you- Sorry. <laughs> Oh go ahead, go ahead.
2: I didn't do shoes until I was like in my late twenties, like after I'd been married and had kids, and then like I and then I, it was when I became poly because I had like the opportunity, I guess, to like be in other people's houses regularly, <laughs> right? So, like for extended periods of time. But like when I was in, they they did they did that meme on Twitter. It was like four images of like describe you in high school, and I was such a different person. So I put like Bush Cheney and like. <laughs> Like the vote for Pedro T-shirt and like the Live Journal icon, and then I just did like a razor blade, and nobody thought it was funny. Nobody <laughs> laughed. I was like, "You should laugh at my depression a little bit."
0: That's awesome. But also, I I bought this T-shirt in uh, Tennessee the one year when I went to Bonnaroo because like we were looking for sandals or something because we needed stuff to wear in the mud. Uh, you went
2: to Bonnaroo and didn't do shrooms or acid. I
0: went to Bonnaroo like six times.
2: Um, I've never been to Bonnaroo. I drove through the traffic and I was like fuck this.
0: Oh it sucks. I worked there the last three or four well, times I went.
1: I've been to a lot of places where I feel like the prerequisite should have been heavy dose of psychedelics. Oh yeah, yeah I, you, I followed you, the dead a
0: few times. Done a
1: lot of those. Like, <laughs> all, I mean I'll say now like, I, I don't with like like knowing my history of it like because i've done it a lot yeah I, I like i've done out a lot um but um and like knowing you i feel like i i personally can't picture you doing it now
2: don't be peer pressured into doing it just because the your your mom friend said to
1: <laughs> yeah i feel i don't i it feels it's it's weird it's like you uh this is this is like a, this is a really crass way to put it, but I feel like a lot of kids, you know, who do drugs, like, and I, when I mean, kids, I mean, like, like in your teenage years, because like that's what I was. I was like, you know, <laughs> one of those teenagers getting into shit. Yeah. Um, like you kind of do that because you feel stifled and want to rebel and like you know you want to get into cooler shit. Yeah. Be like, I for me like that's like a real teenage thing is like you rebel because you don't you think like uh you you feel like there has to be more to life than what's being like presented to you and so you rebel against the natural order that you know and you try to find something else that you fit into and drugs for a long time for you know for most of pop culture has been like has been like a facilitator and a catalyst to that yeah
0: that's why i smoked um, pot at first
1: yeah but you, Rob, I think you, 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 you got this, you stumbled onto that world independent of <laughs> like a, an actual drug scene. That's so, pretty
2: cool though.
3: You
1: uh. need that for, because, you know, the drugs are cool and all, but like the sustaining powers and like the associations that I have with it, like, and like the music that I get from it, like, or, or, or you know. Something else beyond, I guess, the height. The high, no, I'm not going uh, to. No, that's not true. I'm <laughs> a big part of it. <laughs> the high's great. My boyfriend uh, can sort I'll of
2: dissociate. That, no, part of it. <laughs> My boyfriend can sort of make himself dissociate and feel like he's a little bit high. I can't do that at all. I don't have enough control at all. I've only wow. done shrooms like twice and both times I was like the greatest feeling of like not worrying about things and just experiencing what is going on in the moment. And that is an extraordinary feeling for me because I don't think I have those feelings normally. Hmm. But in high school, I was not like I was so fucking depressed and emo. I didn't do any drugs in high school. The way I rebelled was uh, by having sex, which is still the way that I rebel against my Christian parents today as a polyamorous woman.
0: <laughs> I didn't do that in high school either, but uh, <laughs> but uh, I just remembered I was saying earlier I had.
1: I don't know how well it worked out. I feel like it probably could have held off for a. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But uh,
2: I think it's probably a generally good idea.
0: <laughs> probably. Uh, yeah. But um uh, just this one yeah, t shirt yeah. I found in Tennessee at a goodwill, I have to say it. He would have loved it because it was a vote for Pedro t shirt, like with the rings and everything around the collar and the sleeves. Or just the collar maybe. I don't know. But instead of vote for black, Pedro Black black blue. Black trim. Dark blue. Blue. Yeah. Instead of vote for Pedro, it said it in the same font, vote for Jesus.
2: Oh hell yeah! <laughs> I bet you that I my fucking Christian college. I bet you even money that people owned those unironically.
0: Yeah, they probably made them. I would wear
3: that. That.
2: <laughs> that reminds me of like, do you remember back in the day everybody was wearing those? Uh, Jesus is my homeboy.
3: Oh vaguely. Hats yeah. and shirts. They were so bong hits for one, Jesus. I
2: saw a couple people, like real cool people, like uh, downtown Florida club and they were wearing Bert McCracken uh is my homeboy.
1: I saw that. I saw a lot of those. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, yeah, weirdly yeah, like at like the height of like the used popularity. So that's uh, I,
2: such a weird yeah. Such a weird band. I, yeah. I, I don't know like much about this- yeah, it's not like much. they had the staying power of like Ramones or whatever.
0: They used. I remember they yeah, played okay. after Audio Slave yeah. at the Y100 Festival, but I didn't okay. go. I remember they played after uh, Audio Slave at the Y100 Festival, but and after Beck, I guess too. They were like the headliner over Beck and Audio Slave and the Roots.
1: Yeah, like they were the flavor of the month. Like after they debuted or whatever. Yeah. Like I, I was like 11 or 12 when like that album came out, so yeah, was that was like a heavy, it. like the, the like the big rock station, the corporate rock station over here. Yeah. So, um, but like yeah, it's weird. Like I guess there, I guess he kind of looks like Jesus. I guess that's the really the only <laughs> connection. Yeah, you
2: probably don't even have to switch out the pictures, really. <laughs>
1: yeah, like you just kind of get. You you make like uh you get rid of the facial hair, and then you give him more of like a like a serial killer look, you know, <laughs> like like the, like the real intense kind of smile that they do sometimes.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, and that's it. That's it. But he's not. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What a weird non-icon <laughs> of, of the early two thousand pop punk scene. <laughs>
0: That was a weird yeah, time. Yeah,
2: if I told people in this house right now, like, who is Burt McCracken, they would not know. I for didn't sure know until would.
0: you guys said they used, and I was like, I only remember them because they played that festival, and I left before they started.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, a Hot Topic War, I guess, is a good way to, to describe that kind of, that type of music. Yeah. And I
2: just had a Hot Topic experience myself, you'll you'll... What's that? In my personal life, I just had a weird Hot Topic like cognitive dissonance experience in my real life. <laughs> when I was in like middle school and high school, I loved to shop at Hot Topic. Everything I just told you about me should like let you know that, right? Yeah. So like, I love oh, yeah. Hot Topic, but my parents hated that shit. And I wore like the baggy jeans. Like I didn't even <laughs> dress like slutty girl. I yeah. was like doing like full, like huge t-shirts. Did you,
3: and- did you have
1: the jeans with like the, the all the zippers. Yeah, yeah. Going
0: yeah, those were the sort of girls I hung out like, with in high school. I would
2: beg my parents to go to Hot Topic and my parents fucking hated it. They were like, Do you like that store? They sell satanic stuff in there, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then I... the other day, now my parents live in Nashville and they go to like lots of parties, charity balls and parties, which sounds really cool, but my mom writes for country music, um, writes about country music as a hobby. not even her real job. That's like a <laughs> <their> circuit. <laughs> Yeah, so she writes about fucking country music. So she gets into all this free concert shit all the time.
0: That's cool.
2: And then she just sends what? me a picture. Yeah, yeah. And so then she just sends me a picture of her and, like, this girl who's all pierced and tatted up. Little, like, model-looking girl. And she's like, look, it's me and a Hot Topic model, Jennifer. And I'm <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me?
0: I see your daughter now. That's
1: weird. I think I, I, I fucking love country I feel like there's a closer association to hot topic and country music than most people are willing to realize. Oh,
2: I'm a big goth country person. That's probably how i describe myself. I have a playlist on Spotify called Southern Gothic.
1: What? Ooh, what it, ooh, I I, I want to know more about that uh, at some point.
2: I because will send it to you after this. Too. I will send yeah, it to you. Yeah,
1: that's... Thank you. Um, But, uh, yeah, my, my parents were kind of like that, too. They were like, what... Maybe they, like, I don't know. Maybe... I don't know if it was a Christian thing or if they were just like, you know, that, you know, that shit's for nerds. I don't know what it was. (laughs) Yeah, no,
2: I don't even think my dad took it as religiously. It's um, just like, why are you being weird and alternative? (laughs) Like,
1: dork. Like, I I got a, I got a record player for Christmas, like, when I was, like, 13. Hmm. And that was, like, the only place, um, in my city, like, where my school was that sold records. In L.A.? What's that? In L.A.? I was in LA County. I wasn't I oh. was this was, this was the suburbs. Okay. I I I no, I didn't grow up. I wasn't an inner city kid. Okay. I was in the outside. So like I was I was like I was at the border of Orange County. Okay. I took the bus to I took the Fullerton as often as I took the the metro to LA. So I you, was right in the middle of those two.
0: Right. So sort of like you saw where I grew up outside of Philly. Like yeah. just outside of
1: it. That yeah. Yeah pretty much pretty comparable yeah yeah uh yeah my uh my neighborhood was 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 kind of poor but um but yeah but like yeah on like equal like that level of distance from like the metropolitan area that's where i that's where i grew up Mm. so what we had was like the the mall that's that that was the record store was a mall like the hot topic at the mall (laughs) right like I, mean, I, I to be like, to be fair, like, you know, this is like eighth grade, and I was like still able, like, to Hot Topics credit, I was able to like buy like the Cramps. Oh wow! There. Yeah, so like my like, I think the like the records that I got there were like, um,
0: Legit. Like, like
1: like the Cramps and like and the Exploited huh. and stuff. So, uh, way
0: I guess you cooler were...
2: music than I was listening to. <laughs> yeah,
1: me too. I don't know how cool. It's still, at 13. It's still pretty 13. I think it's still goofy. Like the cramps are goofy.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, but still, they're fun. <laughs> I love them the depth,
1: but they're pretty. Good. Like, I, and that's 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 not, that's. Uh, um, I was listening to other bad like preteen shit too.
0: Yeah, like I was like, into yeah. P.R.D. at
3: 13. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I used to there you go.
2: I used to like scream Linkin Park lyrics in my bedroom, <laughs> oh, like yeah. just so mad at my mom for like, <laughs> not even anything real, just like Linkin mom Park won't let me. Like,
1: like, in elementary school, Linkin Park was Godhead. I was like, I listened to Hybrid Theory all the fucking time, and I, I didn't have the I didn't have the CD. Uh, I had to get a burned copy of it.
0: I downloaded it, um, and <laughs> I downloaded it and put it on my first MP3 player. Which was by iOmega, and it had forty megabyte discs you put into it.
2: <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. I downloaded and oh. burned so much music, and it took all fucking night. Like I don't oh, know yeah. how I had that kind of patience. Yeah, I
0: never downloaded like, a Green Day song off the off of Napster, and it took like six hours or something.
2: Was it actually Green
1: Day when you listened to it, or was it like a Blink One Eighty Two song that was missed? Like.
3: Uh, oh,
2: when they were mislabeled, it, me and my sister got into a fight over one day. I think that she said that the song "Animals" or something was by Puddle of Mud, and I was like, "It's by Nickelback and Julie." And she's like, "No, it's on Puddle of Mud because she had downloaded it." And I was like, <laughs> yeah. "You're fucking wrong!"
1: Like the level of insecurity that, like, growing up, like downloading shit off Napster and like Kazaa and stuff, like, like yeah, I don't trust. I I, I don't even trust liner notes now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we'll, we'll see we'll we'll see. We'll, we'll see what that what that song is really called. Who is real, who's that who it's actually about? I
0: remember there was a small stir like 15, 20 years ago when these people posted this blog claiming that they had been downloading albums as they leaked and then recording instrumental instrument parts over them so that people in a way that people wouldn't notice and then re-uploading them. But, I mean, it was obviously bullshit, but I always thought that, that was fun and a fun idea, though. Like an idea to fuck with the whole piracy and leaking culture.
2: <laughs> that is funny.
0: Yeah.
1: That sounds. That sounds pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Had
2: a guest verse.
0: Yeah, I wish they had done it. That would have been great.
2: <laughs> we are fucked for this script.
0: Oh shit! Oh my god, we're at forty-two. We have twenty
2: yeah. pages left.
0: Oh my god. Okay. Well, that's not that bad. It's
2: my fault. I started it.
0: Did you? I don't remember. Where are we?
2: <laughs> I think it's me. I always assume chill people have really fun circumstances. You know, or maybe like, I'm like, maybe they're rich or privileged in another way, so that's why they're not worried about stuff all the time.
1: I also wouldn't want to wish my consciousness on anybody <laughs> either. Uh, that that doesn't sound like a good time. I, I don't know why you would like... I never. I don't envy somebody else's consciousness necessarily. When I when I say I wonder a lot of the time, it's just like how how are they able to function? Like they're so stupid. Like they're so stupid. Like how are they able to think that way? It makes no sense to me.
0: How do you just how do you just you like
2: My head is stressful, you guys. <laughs> I have like multiple, multiple streams of thoughts at once and like none of them are like smarter intellectual. It's always like three, seven different things to be anxious about at once. And then like whatever the task I'm on, whatever I'm doing at the moment, and then just like this general I don't know, then the, this horrible layer of just like existential things. And maybe then like maybe if I'm horny or hungry or something more primal than that too.
3: <laughs> like.
0: <laughs> Say aloud, Brandon <laughs>
1: Repeat myself. I want to know what's inside them. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> kind of.
0: <laughs> you never wonder that. Just like, what's it like to be in somebody else's head?
1: Yeah, those are, those are comparable <laughs> technologies, yeah. You get to see The Simpsons a little more clearly, and you get to fucking ghost in a shell somebody.
0: I don't know. This is, like, around the same time. I remember hearing about this around the same time I heard about HDTV for the first time. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what a sentence. Um, <laughs> uh, years before it came out, which was like, oh yeah, in the future we're going to have TVs that are really high definition. How do you, like,
1: you customize the pills you get to pick like whose consciousness or is it just like a grab bag of random i don't want that yeah mine
2: <laughs> i would take a pill of your consciousness
1: i'm
0: really curious like that's just all i wonder about i wonder all the time it's just like what it's like because <laughs> um, i just wonder like how much of our thoughts of our memories define our consciousness uh, like, how much of consciousness is just memory, and then just without that, what consciousness is like. But I guess if if you come out of it, like, what would you remember? I don't know.
1: That sounds awful.
2: I don't want that. Jesus.
0: That's one thing I really wish we could get to, is like, I remember hearing or reading something when I was little about how in the future we're going to have pills where you can just experience somebody else's consciousness.
2: Um, there's something weird and morbid because, like, I was living with my grandfather when he was, like, in mild to more, maybe more, like, moderate Alzheimer's. Um, like, I just lived with him for a month or two. We had sold our house in Tennessee, and we were about to move to Virginia, and so this would have been 2015, and he was starting to lose some of his, like, more day-to-day stuff. But he had this sudden resurgent of, like, childhood memories and, like, adolescent memories and he started talking about, like, this old girlfriend he'd had. He started singing songs that we'd never heard before. It was really, really interesting.
0: I'm just bored. Like, basically. But, um, yeah. I don't know. The whole thing of having dementia is so interesting to me because of how long they can just be, like, clueless or they can be really cheery like my grandfather was. Like, he... Would always just repeat, uh, where's my martini? How's my, how's, how about a Manhattan? Um, and, uh, just other weird catchphrases. Or, like, other people that, like, get really angry and, like, scared to some extent. I don't know. Jesus! <laughs> yeah, just seeing my grandmother in a home recently, I mean, like, when she was in the hospital, like, a year or two ago, maybe two or three years ago now, um, when I visit her at that at one point she was just I was just trying to talk to her and I guess the way I lead conversations and she just ended up saying like yeah I'm like done I don't I wish they would stop reviving me like
3: yeah
2: yeah." so I just waved at him and he waved at me and then I don't know
0: yeah even just living at a home
2: and then, like, he finally died, and, like, I don't know, his last, like, I remember, like, we didn't go and say bye to him, and, like, he hadn't really known who I was for, like, a year, and everyone was just hoping. Like, you know, there's a certain point where somebody has Alzheimer's and dementia, and you're like, God, I wish they would die. Not because of how, not because you don't want them to die, but because it just seems like such a miserable life, you know?
0: Mine, too. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Like for a long, long time. And like Yeah. Yeah, my grandfather had Alzheimer's, like
0: one thing I'm really curious about actually is like to lose like having dementia to like I want to know what that feels like. But then also be able to live my life and reference it like
3: Hmm. You
1: don't get you don't get too many of those. You don't get too many opportunities to feel that so
2: Oh my god, I don't. I do want to know. I don't. I don't want to know anything.
1: Hmm. But like, I want to know what it feels like to be like, oh, this is my final moment. This is it.
0: What about an animal?
1: No, no, because that that, that means somebody else gets to do it. (laughs) I don't really want that, but I do like...
0: Well, you want to have like a, do you want to have like a gun pointed at your face? Like, is that what you're talking about?
1: Well, I want to know, like.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't. You know,
0: in in what way?
2: <laughs> oh, I don't.
1: And there were like depressive episodes like that too. Even divorced from that, there was like there were that this conscious like thought of like if I'm gonna go, then I'd like to do it, you know. Um, but now I don't know. I don't have a preference. I'm like I, I think if anything. I would just be, I think the romanticism from, like, being, like, a sad, sad, sad kid for so long, and like, the last remnant of it is me, like, wanting to be, like, if I'm going to die, I would like to be, like, uh, aware of it, I
0: think. Yeah.
1: So, like, I always, like, I always just am, like, oh, when the opportune time comes, I'm just gonna, like, I'm just gonna just kill myself, <laughs> like, you know, um, and, you know, I like suicidal ideation. Yeah. Oh man, I don't even know anymore. Um, <laughs> I there used to be like for a long time though, like my my thing was like like there's no way I'm gonna like I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to like sit in the hospital bed or like get old older or whatever. Just the idea of that seemed like um, it was it was horrifying to me, you know, to so, like to like well to just lose like uh just like just slowly lose a certain amount of control or agency.
0: And that's what I thought it was, you know? Oh, yeah. How do you
1: want
0: to die? Yes. I don't remember. Uh... So what
1: was the question? How do I want to die?
0: Yeah, it would be nice. (laughs) I I wonder if John Kell still has (laughs) all the original (laughs) lyrics that he faxed him because he's dead. I mean, Leonard Cohen's dead now. So... I don't know of any record of the other verses unless there's like recordings of live performances from them um but yeah
1: i wanna i wanna see a version of him doing it just in one take though
0: yeah, I mean I respect it I can't write any so
2: that is a gratuitous amount of lyrics.
0: Yeah, and he would just perform random verses live, and one time John Cale heard a performance, and he was like, Hey, I want to do a cover of that. Can you send me the lyrics? And then he sent him, like, 50 pages of lyrics, and he said he, quote, Just took out the naughty bits, and um, then made them the song.
1: Jesus.
2: Oh my god.
0: Yeah, I mean, John Cale, uh, the story, I don't know if you guys have heard the story behind the the current iteration of Hallelujah, but apparently Leonard Cohen wrote, like, 150 verses to it and would just...
2: A song about being sad and fucking...
0: I mean, yeah. Uh, thinking about Rap Genius, too, like, thinking about just how Christians still use Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah as a religious song constantly. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, actually. That was the entire point, wasn't it? It was something... He was communicating two different audiences on two different levels, and that was, like, part of the genius of him.
2: They're there for the slapstick.
0: Interesting interpretation to
1: follow. Like, you know, Shakespeare is, like, so much of his work has like double meanings and double entendres, and I doubt that a lot of like you know the peasant classes that were standing in the globe theater with like kings or whatever like they might not have got they might have not have got every reference like the nobles may have not have got the references either, yeah <laughs> that is like translations to stuff that's coming out like today. Uh Oh yeah <laughs> You know Like that website exists Like Rap Genius
2: New levels of irony Sorry You look New references
0: Cause there's just new references Every fucking day Yeah Yeah I mean every day Going on Twitter It takes like 15 minutes To figure out what people Are saying like the what words they're saying mean anymore
2: I f- I found it easier when I had to study it but whatever people that's just like like language changes if if those people came into our fucking universe and like looked online and saw all the shit that we say they would have no idea what we were saying either
0: right
2: I think it was six, yeah, sixteenth, and they like I don't know. I it's easier if you say it out loud since it was supposed to be performed.
1: Maybe I don't fucking remember anymore, but like yeah. I mean, I don't I don't blame you. I don't I studied Shakespeare in college, you know. I'm like uh, as part of my major, and honestly, I I don't I don't get this whole thing of like Shakespeare reading Shakespeare having be agony like it like as people see it, think of it as like this. Kind of highfalutin type of thing, and that's the type of benchmark. you can't understand what the fuck you're saying, then you're dumb. But again, it's like they were talking like that, like what is it, the 17th century?
0: I've never actually been able to get through it because I'm too dumb. Like, I can't read Shakespeare. I had to read the Baldurized versions in high school, and I don't know. My brain just doesn't function that way.
1: I do like the Bible though, of all the translations, I like that one. Very uh, poetic. Yeah.
2: That's his Bible.
0: Yeah, wasn't there a Bill Hicks joke to you about like what's it say on the co- on the front of the Bible, King James's Bible?
1: I get sort of upset if you bring that up, like you know, this isn't God it wasn't if God was talking to you know was being transcribed like it wasn't in English. And they sometimes get offended by that. Uh,
2: literal hundreds of translations over thousands of years. Yeah. Yeah, not to mention like.
1: I think they. I think they like uh, respects respecting the scholarly approach to the religious text too. Like, I think that a lot of the Christian population who are like biblical literalists, uh, I don't think that they really enjoy seeing the Bible in like a, in a historical context at all. I think they just want it to be divorced from, you know, time and space and just being, like, the Word of God.
2: Yeah, no, it's not like that. It's just, like, like they understand that it's parables for lessons or whatever, and they still, you know, they still have conservative Jews. But conservative Jews still tend to just, like, follow the rules more than believe the stories as literal.
0: Well, I've never heard of a flat-earther Jewish person, so...
2: It's because Christians don't, like, learn anything from, like, like technically, what is it? Christianity is supposed to be derived from Judaism. But yet they don't know, like, how, like, Jews read read the Bible or the, the scriptures there. Like, so they're just like, oh, well, I guess this is all real. Like, let's just take this all at face value without even having studied it. Like, I don't think... Jewish people believe it's all literal so like
0: about like when men and women were created and how and just I don't know it's weird and yeah I just don't understand like how people can be like a literalist when the first two pages of the bible contradict each other about the creation about like
1: so she was like working at like I think she may have been in nursing school already but she i know she was looking at like cadavers and anatomical texts and stuff and she was still telling me this shit but i don't i, don't, I still don't understand it now oh well I, I, it never occurred to me either. And then i did check it and it was complete lie. but the thing is when my mom uh that like i think she was trying to get into nursing school
0: i never thought about it like it never occurred to me to check a partner's rib or anything
1: it's not true that number, like, no women don't have an odd number of ribs.
2: It's not true. It's not true. It's not even.
0: No. Do women have one less rib?
1: No. No. I took her word for it. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, there's a huge disconnect. <laughs> con- if you were really trying to take it literally. Like, my mom would tell me things of, like, you know, she would tell me that, like, the creation of Eve and stuff. And so, like, that's, like, why, to this day, women have, like, one less rib than men. And, like, I mean, I took... Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I had a... Rel- uh, my grandfather was literally, like, a professor, professor at a Christian college of, like, science and the Bible... And he believed not even all, I would say most Christian professors don't even believe all this now, but he did. He believed that, like, all of Genesis and all of the Old Testament was all literal. And he would even have, like, these roundabout crazy ways of being like, and this is how we know the flood happened. And it's then, like, all this other shit. It's really wild the circles that people can spin themselves into, into believing it. I think it's much nicer to hear it and be like, this is, you know, a parable and a story to learn from.
1: Yeah, like this really happens. Like you you got to believe. Like if you don't believe this shit, like you're you're done. Like you're you're smoking forever.
2: No, I wasn't either.
1: You know, you start to not believe it so much, you know, the idea of getting swallowed up by a whale for a while and then being regurgitated back up, you know. I mean, like I understand now that they're they're just really like, you know, they're really just like parables, but I wasn't taught that.
3: Mhm.
1: Uh, I mean my I was raised a Christian just non-denominational, you know, uh, assimilationist Christian. But yeah, I agree. I, I was very I was taught about hell very early on and it freaked me the fuck out. Freaked me the fuck out for years. For years because like at a certain point it'd be like a lot of the Bible stories kind of especially the ones they tell kids start to really I don't know if we've ever talked about it honestly.
0: I don't even know your religious background, and I think I've known you longer. What's up? <coughs> I don't even know your religious background, uh, Brandon, and I've known you.
2: Well, for a while, Purgatory and Limbo were different in the Catholic Church, where, like, Limbo is, like... <coughs> Limbo is like, you're going to be here forever because you weren't baptized or whatever. So, like, you know, African babies go to limbo if if they are not getting baptized, like if they die young before whatever, and then eventually the Catholic Church is like, no, there's no limbo, there's only purgatory, which I guess is like if you need to redeem yourself from some sin because you didn't get to talk to a priest before you die and absolve yourself of your sin, so you have to, like, I don't know how it came through in the Bible. Like, I'm not really sure about how a lot of Catholic traditions came about because I'm not Catholic. But, but yeah, it's sort of just like, oh, well, this person was really bad, but they were also, you know, a good Catholic and a good Christian person, so they can come to heaven after a little while.
0: I don't even understand purgatory. Like, is that supposed to... Are you supposed to... Is there, like, an emotional state in purgatory, or is it just supposed to be boring because it's the same?
2: Yeah, so, yeah, it's, it's a little bit scary... You worry about it. I don't know. I'm I'm iffy on the afterlife. I think, you know, I tend more toward like the Jewish tradition of like here and now, like the point of Christianity. If there's an afterlife, we'll see. Hopefully I'll at least get purgatory, right? That's not even in Protestantism, so the
0: concept of time, like
1: Yeah, that's
2: fucked
0: up. Yeah, I mean before you <laughs> even have
2: That's a crazy fucking thing to say to a kid.
0: And you did not even have like a
2: it's like, oh, like, you will have behaved this way or you will literally burn alive for longer than your life for all time. Right. I mean, like, I was raised Pentecostal, so there's always, like, that 0.001%, like, fear in your mind. Like, what if hell is, like, real? And then I'm definitely going to it. Like, like um, like um, you never, like, lose this inherent, like, childhood fear. It's almost like, I don't know, like... I don't like to say that I've had a traumatic experience because my childhood wasn't that traumatic compared to others. Like, nothing super bad that you can think of has ever happened to me. But, like, belief in hell in and of itself is sort of like a traumatic experience for a child.
0: Same. You don't believe in, like, a... I know you're heavily Christian. You don't believe in... Are you not? Is it? Is... Does the afterlife scare you?
2: Um, no... (laughs) I don't know why. I, um, (laughs) but if I wanted to die, it's very cliche, but I'd like to die when I was old and just fall asleep. And, like, I don't care about it, you know. I'm such a, I'm such a, like, a, I guess you could say that I'm a pussy. So, like, I'm a pussy when it comes to death. It's the number one thing stopping me, you know, because, like, I've dealt with a lot of suicidal ideation and, like, depression and stuff. But just being a total bitch about death is probably the number one reason, like, I haven't gone through with anything.
0: This is, that sounds like because of me you had.
2: I woke up, like, crying and shit. Thanks, <laughs> Rob. And I had nightmares that my <laughs> sister and my youngest son were diagnosed with cancer.
0: Oh, man, I'm jealous.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's maybe my favorite one so
3: far. Well,
2: when you told me to think about death, I had terrible nightmares. Um, And I never have, like, I barely even have dreams, much less have nightmares.
0: Well, that's it. I'm Rob. And I'm here with Brandon and Jennifer C. Martin. And uh I don't know. Uh how uh how would you guys how do you guys think would prefer to die and when? I'm sorry. Go off with your intro. Okay.
1: Oh, you mean the space? Well I'm losing the space,
3: I'm out in space.
0: Oh, okay. But uh, still, I still—I thought you meant you weren't sure you were going to be in a room, like you were going to lose your space or something.
1: Well, after we have to, we have to recite. Like we have to do this every.
0: Wait, what do you mean?
2: <laughs> Can't
1: guarantee I'll be in a room for the whole year, but yeah.
0: Okay.
2: Sure. Why not?
0: Let's go okay uh so this is i we haven't talked about a name i guess i guess we'll call it i guess i was just thinking podcasting we are podcasting in a room (laughs)
3: that was fun yeah